Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you, June 14th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your hump day edition of the show. Hope everybody's doing well. Nick Roush, how are you? Very surprised. Very shocked this morning. When we arrived at the studio, the internet worked. Real, real weird. Better knock on some wood. Can't believe it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to probably last long. we got to enjoy it while we can. Scoots, I've also got to say something, too. Change my tune on summer. That happens when it's the mildest summer I can ever remember. <laughs> it's been very mild. Beautiful, yeah. breezy. Great for, like, late night. Like, kids go to bed, take the dog on a walk. And it's lightning bug season, too. Lots yeah. of lightning bugs. I saw them at my house last night for the first time. So, got pretty excited. My little, you know, you know how my street is, Scoots. It's pretty private. Not, mm-hmm. not a lot of, a lot of road running through it. So we get extra lightning bugs. Oh, okay. No street to scare them away. And uh, even saw, I don't know, a handful of bats last night. So Louisville bats? You went to the game? No, 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 no. Oh, flying bats. Yeah, got it. I want to talk your blood. Those kind of bats. Seemed like a nice night to go watch the bats, though. Yeah. And they do the two dollar Tuesdays too, where everything's two bucks. Yeah, they got they got smoked though. Yeah. Ooh, did they? Oh, well, they're they're good yeah, players eight, with the Reds now. Eighteen to seven. No, they still have a lot of really good players. And mm-hmm. Trevor actually had a stat, so you can only imagine that it's probably inaccurate to some degree. But he said that the bats' most home runs in the season is like one hundred and sixty three, and to this point of the season, the bats had like one hundred and two. Wow. Which a, with a lot of baseball left to play, mm-hmm. and that, I know they hit at least at least one yesterday, if not more than that. But uh, winning or losing, seems like they're hitting the long ball. Last I heard, they were second in AAA in terms of homers. Who doesn't like going to a game and seeing a home run? Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's always a good time. Scoots, ever, how was your Tuesday? Ever caught a home run ball? Have I ever caught a home run ball? I don't think. Caught a foul I, ball, but I, I have not caught a, caught a home run ball. Run ball. Yeah, yeah, foul ball as well. And I, I don't know if I've actually caught a foul ball. I know I've gotten them, but I don't know if I've ever just, like, snagged one, you know? 
I think I've told this story probably been years now, but I went to a Bats game once. My dad caught a Deion Sanders foul ball at a Bats game and broke his glasses trying to win the prize. That's awesome. Uh-huh. That was neat. And then, unfortunately, my dog chewed it up <laughs> just like a week later. Dad wasn't thrilled about that. But uh, I went to a Bats game once, and parents were sitting. I think they had, like, their company had suite tickets. That's why we, we didn't go to Bats games very frequently. So they were, like, up in the suites, and the kids were just kind of running around the concourses and going wherever. And we had eventually said, like, let's just go see how close to the field we can sit. So, like, me and my buddies were sitting pretty close to the field. And a foul ball came and went behind the rain tarp. And so, like, I, I reached over and grabbed it, and they, they kicked me out. They escorted me out. Because you were on the field? Yeah, because well, I wasn't on – I did – That's considered on the field? Yeah, that's considered on the field because I had – I put like a, a foot up on the the, oh, ra- the rail, right. the wall really, yeah, it's yeah. a wall. I put a foot up on the wall and like bent over. And th- I, I, yeah, definitely have told this story because I remember telling this part. There's like a 25-year-old dude. I was probably 10. There's like a 25-year-old dude who was like, kick him out, kick him out. <laughs> I'm sure he was just joking and probably just, like, hammered. But the usher actually came down and, like, had to escort me up. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I cannot believe that, like, this is actually happening. And you were probably just like, oh, man, I'm in so much trouble. And the usher, I think, realized how silly the optics of the whole thing was. And he was like, you're not getting kicked out. We just need you to go find your parents. And he was like, anytime you come to a game, just let me know that you're here. I have a ton of foul balls. I'll go back to my office and grab you as many as you want. I was like, well, no. <laughs> like, that suffices? Uh, what? Not, uh, no, the thrill is in the catch. Exactly. Right, yeah, right, it's not in right. going to this creepy usher and asking him to take me to his office. <laughs> For his balls. But I have caught a foul ball aside from that incident. Uh, that one was more stealing a foul ball the way the Louisville Bats tell it. But <laughs> Yeah, they did not want you to have that foul ball. Never a home run ball, but I think maybe we'll have that happen when we go see the Hot Rods. In six days. So we throwing out the first pitch? I had to have it, have it. I don't think he accepted my Instagram request. Oh, no. I oh, know. I oh, know. Not good. Sounds like you're all the best of friends. I never said that we were the best of friends. I said he is a friend. Let's see if he did. Uh, when it. you when you prefaced that story yesterday about the I thought you were going to say that, uh, well, he got a new job and now he's... He's out. No, no, he's still there. I guess I'll have to reach out another way. Maybe Instagram won't be the the avenue to to do it. Um, Scoots, have you ever caught a foul ball? Oh yeah, yeah. At like a at a what what game? Uh, I, I believe I've caught one at a Reds game. Wow. Um, I, I've caught three or four of them throughout my life. Probably the bats at some point. Indianapolis Indians. I've been to several of their games. That field's in a nice spot. That field is there. awesome. Yeah. Victory Field. Yeah. Ever home run ball? No. Although I was in attendance one year when Jay Bruce hit three homers against the Cubs. That was cool. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I was at the game. Especially when I was with three Cubs fans and I was the only Reds fan. Oh, uh, I let's see. I was in San Francisco the night Barry Bonds broke the record. Yeah, that's cool. But not at the game. We went to the game the uh, following evening. Uh, or maybe two evenings after. No, it was two games after. And he had a home run in that game. So that was neat. Pretty Boy, memory. Really starts starts to go. (laughs) (laughs) I used to be able to tell you what number it was that home run he hit. It wasn't 756. I think I saw him hit like 757. I don't remember. Either way, that was 
Or what? No. What, what? That would have been 20 years ago. Yeah. 2003, I think, is when he did it. And I think 2003 was the year he broke all the home run, the the career record, when the year prior he did the single season one. Um, but, yeah, that was 20 years ago. Long time. And I was at the game that hit Albert Pujols hit the, the eye on wow. the Big Mac sign at Bush Stadium. Oh, that's cool. But see, this is this is where um, I don't remember if we were at that game or the next one after. No, we were at that game. Okay, I looked up the date. Yeah, the eye sign was out when we were there, but he hit the home run. I think in the first inning, early in the game, so, so it would have been out the remainder of the entire kind of the entirety of the game. There's no sign there with the Big Mac. It was like a little senior trip me and some guys took after graduating high school, and we were like, let's get out of the city. Yeah. So we went to St. Louis <laughs> for a night, and then we went to check into the hotel, and they were like, you can't check in. There's a mini bar here, and you guys aren't 21. We were like, okay, so get the mini bar out of there. Like, what are you talking about? And they are like, sorry. It's just like, we can't do that. Um, Scoots would have checked you in. They, ev- no. they, they eventually did check us in, and guess what? They just cleared the mini bar. I, uh, Shocker. So, Shocking concept, but they made us wait a long time before they did it. Funny story about youngins checking in that actually happened yesterday oh. while I was at work. So, to your point, Nick, I would not have checked them in. So this couple comes in. They're like 18, all over each other. You know why they're checking into this hotel. They're, they're there for one night. So oh. just, just nasty all over each other. And the the girl calls in or comes in, and I guess it was her mom that booked it. And she was like, "Yeah, we're here to check into our hotel room." Said it super awkwardly, first of all. Mm-hmm. And so our, the front desk agent that was dealing with them, she was like, "Yeah, do you have a? I just need to see a photo ID and a credit card." And the girl was like, "Uh, yep, uh, it's paid for." And the front desk girl's like, "Yeah, no, it's not paid for. There's a card on file to make the reservation, but it's not paid for." So the girl's boyfriend puts his card down. Well, of course, it declines for the amount because he's a kid. And so they start freaking out, and they're like, oh, well, let me go call my mom. She goes out, calls her mom. They come back in. Can we just pay cash? I was like, yeah, you can, but it's going to be in the morning, and we have to have a credit card that authorizes the full amount of your stay. So they're like, crap. And they don't know what to do. They go back outside. Next thing I know, these kids are freaking checked into the hotel because the girl called her mom. She was a member with us, and she requested online check-in and just checked in online. I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. Why were you mad that they checked in? Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I they really kind of just grossed me out. I didn't want them there. Scoots just didn't want uh, a couple of kids to have fun. I mean, they were... He's anti-fun. They, the, just the way they were all over each other in their PDA, it was just really giving me I mean, the that's teenage, teenage love. I don't Probably think love. Uh, hotel employees are supposed to be in the judgment zone. Oh, I was definitely in the judgment uh, zone. I think, that's, I think that's wrong of you. I <laughs> think you need to let the kids do what they want to do. Let them live. I, yeah, I mean, and they were newly 18, so it's like, I don't know. Every other hotel I've worked at, it's it's been a minimum of 21, but at this hotel, my boss just really doesn't care. He just wants all the money he can get. Yeah. So... Sense. Walmart break room, totally all right. Try to go to a hotel room. Ooh, you disgust me. Walmart parking lot, pal. <laughs> I'm not an animal break room. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Any, right, you, you've got to tell a hotel story, Roush. 
I told one. Scoots told one. Your turn. <laughs> um, we did the same thing. The trip, like we got to get out of town, go on a trip, and our uh-huh. trip was to watch Corey Smith in Cincinnati. And uh, one of my social media advertisements said that uh, Corey Smith is coming to Mercury Ballroom in the next, I don't know, couple of weeks. It's sometime this summer. And I was thinking, I wonder what he's. Is he still singing the same songs? How, what? It's probably the same show, right? Now from 20, 2010? Yeah, because, I mean, he is, is he really making... I thought that's a good question. I, you I, know, new music. It was it was a fun, you know, yeah, acoustic have... guitar, little five-song hit he had there with uh, kids our age, right? Like, let's go back and live like we were in high school sort of vibes. So I don't... You know, maybe it's worth going back, revisiting at the Mercury Ballroom. Go check it out. That's yeah. a cool spot. Yeah. The uh, the the show we went to was a lot of fun, and also just felt cool because we were mm-hmm. we were we were finished with high school, and your parents are just like, yeah, it's your money. Go, just don't be an idiot, right? Yeah. So a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Hopefully, you weren't an idiot. It was not. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You'd be an idiot not to stop at a Thornton's at some point. Great uh, great deals each and every day. Delicious breakfast, biscuit. Trust me, their hot sandwiches are, are good. Donuts, fresh fruit, and you can get an 89, 89 cents, 32-ounce soda at Thornton's. Check them out today. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Podcast listeners were a little quieter yesterday than I thought they were going to be. Not that we don't have plenty of texts to to get to, and we could even take more time on them. Uh, but I guess we are all sort of waiting to see if there's going to be any official Antonio Reeves news. They're, Same thing with Samto Sarrell, Joey Hart. You're just like, oh, so we're back to, back to waiting again. Back to waiting uh, again. Been familiar feeling. We had uh, a, a commitment. And I guess that was Ooh, here, c- c- can't have them too close to one another. Here's a radio question, TJ. I think this could be a uh, fun. Let's let's dig through our memories. Is Jordan Burks the least celebrated commitment of the John Calipari era? No. Because and and the reason why I think there's some there there might be some 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 juice to that is because a everybody kind of knew it was going to happen. B the, the cat literally was out of the bag when they posted the video beforehand. And C, I mean, it's June, and you're, you're, you were waiting for more, right? We thought the yeah, reason behind really his... Yeah, move, move the needle for a lot of people. Yeah, and he's a three... He, you know, he's one of the lower-ranked guys. They've taken just the timing of it all. Um, I mean, it just it felt like the smallest blip on the radar. And I was trying to think of some other ones. because Small Baker. Yeah, and that was kind of a late reclass, right? I don't uh, know if he was a reclass, but it was a late uh, commitment. It feels like the that. later ones, are, you're always just like, oh, well, that's gravy. Kind of like last year with the Duthiera, mm-hmm. um, where you're you're just saying, uh, you were already excited about the team, though, so maybe you weren't as down. People are kind of down on the team now because of the, the way things have been. But at least last year, you had a lot of returners, and you thought, okay, well, this could work. And he'll be a fun role player. You know, nothing we've got to... You know, look too far ahead to the future. Um, I I don't remember how excited I was for Stacy Poole, but I I would have thought that it would be maybe a little more excited. Yeah, because I it think was I so was early in I, think I was a little more excited for yeah. Stacy Poole. Yeah, those were, like I remember the conference and the 
it, the same conversation would be had maybe with Jordan Burks, but that like, oh, you need players like this. You need a couple of role guys. You, mm-hmm. You're going to have your superstars. You need a couple of role guys. Right. Ty Winyard, he wasn't an overly celebrated recruit. And that one was a sneaky one, too, where they just didn't want to say anything ahead of time. They didn't want to leak it out because they didn't want anybody to find out about this. The woodchopper. The Michael Mulder commitment, uh, probably more excitement there because Drew Franklin had some, like, he was a relative to the coach or something like yeah. that. And you thought, he, okay, he's a tall shooter. I, yeah. I was the only UK media member at his commitment in Vincent's, Indiana. Oh, how far away is Vincent's, Indiana? I want to say it was like a two-hour drive, if I remember. That's or, about right. Give, yeah. give or take. Vincent's, probably one of the more historic cities in Indiana. You've told me that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, there was a battle there, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. more of like eight. I mean, after really the 18th century, I think its history just kind of mellowed out. Not too much happened after that, but it was a popular kind of like trading post back in the 18th century. We uh, when we were at the Children's Museum on Saturday. They have uh, an area. I, oh, here's this big old locomotive train. It's like, ooh, look, we got some model trains, and the model train is mapped of Madison, Indiana, back when it was a thriving river town. I'm like, oh, wow. Really shots fired at Madison, Indiana. No longer yeah. thriving Rivertown. Yeah. It's, it's getting point. back there. <laughs> Due time. Madison's come a long way in my lifetime. Have you ever been to the regatta? I have not, no. I'm just be cool. Watch really not, not a big regatta really guy. Fast? Sounds dangerous, though. I prefer the term racing. Racing on the Ohio River. Just, it can't be. Going very fast. Is it the Ohio? I mean, why? I would imagine if it's in Madison, Indiana. I didn't think it was on the Ohio. Where else are they going to race? Is there Unless a there's a weird turn. I think there is. Chills out there. That's why I was at Thriving Rivertown, according to the Indianapolis Children's Museum. That's wild. It's right on the river. I just wonder where you thought it was. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know if it was like... Uh, it was. It wasn't like the river just went away from Madison and now it's no longer... Th- the, see, like the, the point is it's no longer a, a hub of trade. See, when I think of Madison, I think of just going north. But the river also goes north, so... Yeah, scoots. <laughs> it's weird. Whoa. <laughs> The river whips and winds? It does, yeah. Mm. I, I thought it was just a straight shot. From Pittsburgh <laughs> to the Mississippi. Oh, Scoots. I mean, this is probably going to be the show today, folks. It, it, it is a slow news day. Uh, we're waiting on the Antonio Reeves. Uh, whether or not Jordan Burks was the the least heralded recruitment or commitment that Cal's had, it's probably in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're and really, if you think this one wasn't overly celebrated, I, I don't. I can't imagine the Joey Hart or the Sumto Cyrell having more fanfare once they commit, or if they do commit, because Scoot says that Joey Hart's going to go to Indiana. Yeah. I, I think UK fans are just totally on Antonio Reeves' watch, probably looking around just to see if their name pops up with any of their players in the transfer portal. Uh, the Rutgers kid, obviously, they had been mentioned, but uh, you're not getting Antonio Reeves and that guy. Are they even going to reach out to Jordan Brown? Is there anything there? I guess a take, a serious sports take that crossed my mind yesterday to get us away from some of the nonsense, although, again, today's show is probably going to be plenty of nonsense, is, Roush, I do get the idea that UK is probably just dead set on its front court. 
Seem, yep. It seemed like it it made Oscar Shibway and Hunter Dickinson a priority. Hunter Dickinson, even that maybe be that that's not the right word to use priority, but certainly of interest. But besides that, they haven't really even been. Have they been linked to any other big men? Like their name, I think was initially mentioned with Grant Nelson, but nothing yeah, followed yeah. with that. So, uh, I don't know what position Alabama you want to now, right? I'm an official. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure if you want to consider Arthur Kaluma. I mean, he's six seven. Keishad Johnson. You know, those are more kind of wings, maybe fours. But like they obviously feel pretty fine at the five position, or you think that they would feel somewhat fine at the five position because they haven't done anything else. They haven't. I mean, you can again if you want to consider Johnson and Kaluma possibly playing the four, which they probably should. That's fine. But for the most part, especially at the five, they're not even sniffing around for players. And maybe there's a transfer out there that I that I am not thinking of. That they went, but what does that tell us? Tells us that they seem pretty good with Uganda Kingsley, guy getting just absolutely dominated and dunked on by a student manager. They're cool rolling out with Roush, and you got Bradshaw who is going to be able to play a little bit of the five. I think a lot of UK fans want him to play more than just a little bit of the five. But I think that's got to tell us something, right? It doesn't mean they're right. I mean, I just assumed that Sumto was their answer to. Yeah, but like he, he's going to be, he's obviously a backup. Like yeah. they're not bringing that guy in to be a starter or you know even somebody that you would think is going to split time unless he surprised everybody. But like, let's look at some of the other bigs in the transfer portal. Khalil Ware, they like poked around, but nothing serious there, and. Excited to see him. Everybody's super, super high on him, but he obviously didn't he didn't show a ton. I don't know what to expect with him. Uh Ernest Uday, Uday from Kansas. You know, yeah. he was looked like he was gonna go to Duke. Mm-hmm. Kentucky, I think, like that other big guy from Kansas who didn't play at all, Kentucky again, kind of, but that would have been a Sumto Cyrell role. Like they yeah. they've looked for or they've looked for backups in from bigs in the transfer portal. So your take is oh, this they must means think- they like they think they think Holly yeah. of you go. What else can we come? What else? I mean, can we come I've, away I've been with under uh, operating under that assumption though, for quite a while. Ex- ex- unless that big was Hunter Dickinson or Oscar Sheboy. Yeah, unless like you they, just get like a which all makes, American, all conference dude. Which makes sense. I mean, they invested in Hugo. They evaluated him. They gave yeah. him a year. Like that. Does that make you feel better about the front court situation? I mean. Because Ugo is a like he is a mystery. We got to see some of him last year, but not really. He was playing behind the reigning national player of the year. You saw some okay things in garbage time against some bad teams, and then you saw reasons for concern against good teams, but in very, very, very limited sample size. But you saw the pieces there to kind of get excited or think, okay, this could form into a nice player but we definitely haven't seen anything close to the finished product of a nice player. And you also have Cal that has talked him up in a major way. You got a Kingsley briefly kind of entered the transfer portal, depending on who you ask Kentucky. I mean, I don't think it was ever official. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't actually, but like media did. He never said anything. I mean, he did it. I'm back. I I don't know if I don't, I, yeah, he entered the portal. He had a, he had a a graphic. I don't think he did. Um, well, nevertheless, he had it. I'm back, but I 
I don't. He did have an I'm back, but. I don't read it as um, some sort of stamp of approval uh, or like it, it's. I see it more as of a. Uh, it's not an indictment on his game and what they think of it. I think it's more so of like. Not that there's not better out there, but I mean, they tried to recruit over him initially. It didn't work out, but they like Hugo. I mean, but they when they tried to recruit over him, it was for two players that are proven all Americans. Americans yeah, yeah. And which you don't blame him for. And then after that, it's like, okay, well, we got this guy. We like him. Let's 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 go with him. And I I was more bullish on most just because I have been tooting that horn. Skid shot blockers. Defense needs to be better. Defense needs to be better. And he can provide that if he develops into his body a little bit and doesn't get pushed around inside. So he can't I, get pushed around. And the videos you've seen, he looks bigger, but he's all like he's never he he I don't think ever really had like an Anthony Davis like frame, but he does look a little bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And he he's, should, right? He's he's worked at it. Mm-hmm. Um so that that's encouraging. But there there's just a uh, realm of unknown out there and just because Kentucky didn't go after more bigs I'm not all of a sudden like well he's definitely gonna be a badass now just because you know Cal said he's gonna be one of the best centers in the country he's gonna be a badass basically I'm somewhat skeptical of everything this offseason TJ like to a degree I'm not gonna be the only thing I'm 100% confident in is that DJ Wagner is gonna be a badass and that doesn't mean he's gonna be a score like he he'll rip your head off that that's one thing I know about this upcoming team. The rest is kind of a uh, I could see it going multiple different ways. Yeah, and I think you you got to be able to look at. I think the coaching staff it, it, to some degree tells you how they feel about certain positions, and they want another guard. It seems a guard that can contribute in some capacity. And they've had a little bit of a tough time doing that. And they've wanted somebody, a wing, a versatile kind of four position. Those are the two things that they continue to kind of sniff around at. I think Antonio Reeves just totally and completely checks that guard box. Then they that was, I think, the guard they wanted all along. Which that would make me feel – that's that that's in my tears of like, what makes me feel mm-hmm. good about this team? DJ Wagner, number one. Antonio Reeves coming back would be number two. Yeah, with that, and and that's why we're in this weird limbo right now because waiting to see what he decides to do. But they've also looked at some some fours. So is that saying what is that trying to tell us about a Justin Edwards and Aaron Bradshaw when you're looking at the three and the four position? I think that's Calipari worried about rebounding. I think it is too. Yeah, and I think, I think it's worried a little bit about like if Bradshaw can't guard other fours, we move him to the five. Who's guarding? Who's guarding the other team's right. fours? Yeah. Is yeah. it Justin Edwards? Is and that I guess is a, a that has not been addressed, or probably won't be. And that was but one we of wait on Reeves, we... and that checks that box. Mm-hmm. I, I guess you're just going to. Is it going to be like, hey, we just hope out of between Somto Tyrell and Jordan Burks that one of these two dudes is going to be able? But Jordan Burks guarding a physical four just ain't going to happen. That's where Keyshawn Johnson that. was mm-hmm. the ideal answer. Yep, and then even to a lesser extent, you could. Be talked into Kaluma. Not as good as a defender, Kaluma, but right. still, you know, that length and he's got a little frame yeah. to him would help. He's got some experience. He's older. And and that's, that's part of it, too, is uh, when, when people wonder, like, why, are, why is everybody – Cal's done it with freshmen. He's great with freshmen. But 
there are certain things like knowing how to play through the physicality. If people, the Harrison twins were so bad at it as freshmen, and then they played for a year, and you know what? They got better at finishing around the rim because they knew how to handle the physicality. Particularly Andrew. Man, the amount of times he just he was throwing up stuff as a freshman, hoping for a foul instead of finishing through contact. He did it as a sophomore, and they kicked ass. I think there's something to be said about that in that four spot. Mm-hmm. Um, when you know, Especially in SEC play, that gets extra physical. Yeah, and I think Andrew, what he got better at is what you said, finishing. I think his goal freshman year was more get-to-the-line-oriented, where second year was, you're going to get to the line, let's finish through the contact, you're a little bit stronger there. But uh, they were... They were, they, were, they were fun to watch. Uh, all right, we're talking a little basketball. We need to take our first break. When we return, I'm going to tell you how fast Nick Roush was going in a 25-mile-per-hour speed zone Ooh. on the way into today's radio hey, show. Maybe Scoots will give us some golf picks we're, for the U.S. Uh, Open. i got an idea of what those picks are going to be. Come on. Just look at the top of the, the favorites, and that's who Scoots is going with. But yeah, we got to talk a little golf as well. I, I completely forgot that the U.S. Open was happening this week, and all the PJ Tour stuff happened, and you're just you forget about the actual game. Yeah. And uh, should be a doozy. Should be a doozy. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on oh, Big X Sports Radio. Here we go. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. We're gonna win. We're gonna win! <laughs> well, Mr. Burns had done it. The power plant had won it. With Roger Clemens clucking all the while. Mike Sosha's tragic illness made us smile. While Wade Boggs lay unconscious on the barroom tile. We're talking softball. Maine to San Diego, Tom Softball, Manningly and Conseco, Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw. We need more Scootaroki. Scootaroki, I love it. It's <laughs> a great name. The summer radio here, Scootaroki. <laughs> Maybe Papa, Papa Platy. 45 minutes every day, Scootaroki. <laughs> just your top, like, six favorite songs. You just let them rip. You want you want the listenership to die down, then that's the way to do it. I think that would be growing. <laughs> so this station has gone through some reformatting over the years. It's, it's mostly covered local Southern Indiana sports. However, there was a time where it was country. Maybe, maybe we just go back to... Our old roots and have Scoots sing some uh, Luke Combs. Says he always he says more than, than being a radio producer for sports. He wants to do have a, a a music show. You know, so my partner from the other station I work at in Corden, which is a country station, he's kind of like their do it all guy, and he accepted a job in Missouri at another radio station. So I I'm, I low key think they're. The owner of that station wants me. She's like made so many comments, and I straight up had to tell her last week. I was I, I used some some of their headsets for our remote down at Old Capital on Friday. I straight up told her I was like, "Sonny, if the time was different, if it was like I don't know, ten years down the road, I'd probably take it, but it's not the right timing." But she didn't officially offer it. But you told her that you're not interested. Well, I mean, she kind of did. She, and you she just don't want to say. She it. was kind of beating around the bush and like hinting at it. Without directly saying it, I mean, I know what she wants. 
You just don't want to move to Corden? Is that what it is? Back to Corden. Don't want to go back. I wouldn't. I would not move to Corden. I would. I. I am so happy where I'm at right now in Sellersburg. Hmm. It's a great location. I love scoots. Most people, if like a potential promotion or a new job comes up, they express interest first, (laughs) and then you know. Well, Scoots see see commodity. what they're willing to offer. He's, Scoots is just ending negotiations before they begin. <laughs> He's such a hot commodity. Just needs to let it, people know you don't don't fall in love with me because I'm not interested. <laughs> Would be fun though. He did a, he did a lot of like uh, like weather reports. He does he did all the sports updates. Yeah, uh, coaches interviews so, every Friday. So basically, what you what we've been training you for. Mm-hmm. Except for, yeah, I mean, um, other than he didn't really do a whole lot on the production side, which is nice. Their station is more like it's all automated. Like, they'll just start it at the beginning of the day, and it's good. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'd have to restart it. When I walked in there on Friday, there Several was times. there were two people, there were two employees there working, and they were both sitting on the couch talking to each other. Like, this is crazy. Yeah, like, get to work, you know? <laughs> By the way, the answer of the Radio T60, 60. 60. Was the answer sixty? Sixty. Sixty what? Miles per hour was the answer. <laughs> oh, text on into the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Speaking of Antonio Reeves Roush, is he being held hostage? Is what many people are wondering. <laughs> I saw that. I don't think he's being held hostage. Man, tough day on social media for Carter Elliott. It's normally a tough day for most folks at the field of sixty eight. But, boy. And I was going to play just the audio clip, but I think they cuss in it. Um, I couldn't remember if but they also, did But also, like, the, I don't think John Calperi is enforcing the rule. And it's such a bad take. These two guys, Carter Elliott and G. Wizzy, Greg Waddle, they had a clip talking on Sleepers Media, which I've never heard, but it's part of the Field of 68 family of networks. And they said, so the Antonio Reeves situation, do you expect him to transfer or not? And they said, well, it's a long story, but no, we don't because Cal is holding him hostage. Which is just like, a, that. that is a, I mean, that's a pretty serious thing to say. Like, you know, it's kind of funny to think that like actually at the Wildcat Coal Lodge, like Antonio Reeves is locked away in a utility closet as if Tom Leach is his coach or Tom Leach. Tom Leach never locked anybody in a utility closet. It was Billy Gillespie. No, it was Mike Mike Leach. Leach. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe Billy Gillespie. Probably it was, Billy it was Gillespie. A bathroom it was a stall. bathroom stall with them. Yeah. 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 Poor Tom Leach. Tom Leach is he didn't do anything wrong here. He's a great guy. And it sounds like according to Mike Leach's the way he tells it, he didn't really do anything wrong there either. But um it is funny to kind of visualize the idea or like the just the, the visuals of Antonio Reeves wanting to like take classes, but UK is just like, no, you're stuck here and you won't be taking any classes. But it's a pretty serious accusation that like this kid really wants out, but UK is holding him hostage. And I bet they regret their wording. I bet they regret the entire conversation with the way that social media reacted and they just had basically nothing to back it up with. They go on to say, UK's found a loophole. And they even say, we don't blame UK for using this loophole because this offseason's been so bad. So basically, if you're following along with what these goobers are saying, is that they're saying, we don't blame Calipari for holding a player hostage. That's what they're saying. 
which is dumb. Secondly, the loophole they're talking about is just the NCAA rule that if you tra- you can get one freebie transfer, doesn't matter if you're a freshman, doesn't matter if you're a senior, you get one freebie transfer, but to entice people to graduate college, hey, if you graduate college, you can transfer, you can transfer. Even if you've used your freebie, if you haven't used your freebie, if you're a college graduate, you can go where you want to go. Despite being in college for four years, three at Illinois State, one at Kentucky, Antonio Reeves is not a college graduate. That's not a loophole, Roush. That's a rule. Yeah. The only way that UK would be holding him hostage is quite literally not allowing him to enroll in classes he needed to graduate. And I think if Kentucky were doing that, wouldn't Antonio Reeves say something? Like, wouldn't he come out and say something? I love that the phraseology is the kind of stuff that would be used, you know, back in the day when you couldn't transfer freely and a coach would block it, which happened quite often, if I'm not mistaken. Um, hell, there was even some drama with one of Kyra Elsie's transfers um, a year ago. I think it was Drayuna Edwards, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's this. this the reason why I think people, like you said, were fired up because I don't want to say it's a serious accusation, but it's something that's not taken lightly. And no, not at all. And and so for that to be true, I sounds like they just got nothing to talk about when it comes to Antonio Reeves. I think that it's almost just I've got inside sources. I talked to an assistant coach at Memphis. I talked to an assistant coach at Illinois. And that's what they're blaming and, it on, missing him. Hey, you all still – because. I'm guessing these people don't have connections with anybody close to UK. Right. I'm guessing, hey, how do you all feel about Antonio Reeves? Oh, we liked our chances, but they're holding him hostage. He needs to graduate, and he's not going to be able to graduate, so he's going to probably just be stuck there. Oh, okay, so let me go and say that. So they go and they say that, based off NCAA rules. And while it's fun to pile on and get mad at John Calipari right now, and it's easy, like national media is just going in on him, he has always been over the top trying to help his guys in the transfer portal or go where they want. He's never once stopped it, said no. They, he's had people transfer to other prestigious programs. He's had people transfer in conference. He's had people transfer to smaller schools, bigger schools. He, he wouldn't be the one to hold somebody hostage at a school, but it's not Cal's fault that Antonio Reeves has not graduated college. And if you think it is, you're just dumb. Like, you're just believing too much without using a little critical thinking. Antonio Reeves, a lot of people can graduate college in three years if you're a student-athlete. He has done four. I imagine maybe the transfer to Kentucky it could have potentially messed up some credits. Not impossible. But he's not a college graduate. That's not Kentucky's fault. That's not Calipari's fault. And if he truly is running out of options and he's forced to come back to Kentucky, if he didn't want to be here, he could have gone pro. If he didn't want to be here, he also could have entered the transfer portal officially back when the transfer portal was open. He could have made it darn clear that, like, I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to do everything I can in my power to get these college credits. A lot of people come back to, well, was he taking classes at Illinois State or was he not? I still don't know if we ever got a finalized answer on that. He was in the student directory. Which Yeah, we never got a finalized answer on that. Which, is it an outdated student directory? Is it current? I think it was proven that a lot of former Illinois State athletes were still in it 
I think maybe Matt Sack or one, somebody in the Sack Pack figured that out. So we don't know if he even was or wasn't doing that. But Field 68 just stinks. They stink. I appreciate having more people in this world passionate about college basketball because out of like the biggest sports, it seems to maybe have the fewest. But per capita, it's got the biggest goobers working in media than any other sport. And maybe that's just how some people can easy, easily, easily, easily get a platform, easier said than done. And that's why they do it. But everybody at the field of 68, I shouldn't say everybody, but the vast majority of them, just Goober City, USA. Yeah, I've, I've, I've come to like John Fanta because he just has this exuberance about him. He just seems so yeah, but he, he doesn't seem to just to like everything. hate to hate. Yeah, you he, know, like he seems like he actually forms opinions, and I don't agree with all his opinions, but you shouldn't he, agree with anybody all the time. And he's like, like just a hater. Like he's just very excited for basketball. That's why. And I, even it's not everybody there. Right, right, right. Um, he even had these videos from Belmont Park, and I was like, did not picture Fan as a horse racing guy. But he was there for Belmont Stakes weekend. Um, I digress because I wanted to mention that uh, those guys weren't the only guys that had tough days on the internet. Uh, Tristan Ferris had a really, really tough day on, on the internet streets yesterday. And he, if you all uh, don't know him, he, uh, I, don't, I don't know where he writes. I don't, that I'm not clear of, but Sibler. he's one of those guys that he's kind of good at Twitter. And what I, what I mean by that is that he's essentially found a niche sort of way to stand out. And that's have a, have a bunch of, have a bunch of videos ready to rock and roll, right? You know, mm-hmm. whether it's ripping them from social media stories or uh, like like Instagram stories, doing the screen record there. Um, he's just uh, beca- tried to become a Twitter superstar, and it's 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 been rubbing people the wrong way. It reminds me of Ari Mirov, who I don't know if you know who Ari Mirov is either, but this dude was at my sports update, something like that, or my NFL update. On Twitter. And he basically was... I mean, they're online aggregators. That's all they are. They're aggregating information and sharing it. And people who are uh, information brokers, or who are the actual insiders, don't like like aggregators at all. And yesterday, I don't know what it was that, that set it off, but dude had a rough day online. Where, by the end of it, he was... He was he was getting it from all directions, and it ended with uh, even Ellen Calipari sharing one of his tweets on her Instagram, like uh, Mr. Tristan. Uh, that's not uh, I don't know who this John is you're talking about, but that's my house that the boys are swimming at. So that was all in kind of good fun. But he really, he, it was one of those days. I've had him sometimes. TJ, you just you have a rough day online. He had a he had a rough day online. Yeah, I, I it's. It's an interesting take. For Tristan Ferris, this is all good. You know, any attention is good attention. He Mm -hmm. has kind of turned himself into an outlet that people follow for UK news. The Ellen Calipari thing was probably huge for him, even though it was kind of poking at him a little bit. He commented on it. She commented back with the Emoji City USA. Everybody seems to be playing nice in that in that instance. I, I've never I've never met Tristan. 
Um, he is not the first, as Roush calls, aggregators. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's how Matt Jones got his start. He would just steal stuff from a message board, put it as his own. Boom, people started following along. He had a platform, and then he turned it into something. That's a model. It's a model that people use. Uh, I don't think it's right, but it's a model people use. And what I would tell Tristan is just like, and and he's, I think he's doing more of it now. Because um, this offseason slow, it gets a lot of traction when you just no, have it. Well, well, I mean, I think he's doing more of it now. We're just like site where stuff is coming from, but he's still not doing it enough. But like he's at least now saying this is from Jordan Burke's Instagram oh, page. Right, right. This is from. But you need to start doing it with like he very clearly was parroting stuff off message boards. He got caught doing it yeah, several yeah, different yeah, times. Yeah. There's like this is something that everybody in the media needs to know. And this even goes with people at KSR. It goes with people everywhere across the board. There's no shame sharing somebody else's work. And if everybody started sharing other people's works, your work will get shared as well. There's just this hive mindset of like, it's not ours. Don't talk about it. Don't mention it. Now we need to phrase it in our own way so we can put it in our own stuff. It's wrong. It's just wrong to do. Where you get information from, there is nothing wrong with just saying, hey, this came from, this came from Travis Graft. He was the first with it. I took Travis's information and I related to some of my people and I found out that he's right. But on top of that, this. On top of that, here. But far too often, too many people in this business are just like, I'm not, I'm not going to retweet something if it's not mine. I'm not going to talk about something if it's not mine. And if I am going to talk about it or if I am going to tweet about it, I'm going to put it in my own words, make it my own thing because I need my website to get the credit. I need my website to get the hits and the clicks or my social media to grow. There's nothing wrong with shouting people out and being like, hey, we got this from here. Here's what I'm hearing on it. We do that as a radio well, show frequently, and we try to always be like, hey, this is where we're getting stuff from. So the w- way that you make it your own is that you, like, I mean, it's happening all the time right now with official visitors, right? Like, we're, we're dealing with that now. Right? Yeah. There's there's a dozen kids coming Not in Not everybody can have every piece and, of information. And they, and so what happens is somebody else reports it, and, it's, and in years past, I would have just said, you know, Justin Rowland or Josh Edwards reports that so-and-so is officially visiting. Now we're just, uh, we're a little bit more connected to where we can independently confirm it with our own sources. And that's kind of how, so you go about it. Like, we're, we'll wait to put it out there until we can get it confirmed either through the player or through a coach or whatever it might be. Um, but I think what was the part that irked people the most, though, it wasn't just the, uh, I don't think it was, the message board, like parroting the message board scoop stuff was the one that I think irked people the most. I get most aggravated when, uh, I did just retweet it, quote tweet it. I'm, I'm more of a fan, and that's just a personal preference. Quote tweeting something instead of hitting tweet video and doing your own thing. I I know that probably gets more engagement or whatever, mm-hmm. but like it's not your tweet. It's not your content. I, it's just a personal thing with me. Okay. I, you know, Chris Fisher called out Tristan or at least asked yeah, he asked him. why gosh so many people do that so many people do it and they'll just quote tweet something with like wow and I'm guilty of it too or like can't believe this or they'll just the tweet will be like so and so is visiting and they're visiting from this date to this date and the quote tweet will be so and so's visiting UK it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just what the tweet says. Yeah. It's just what the tweet just I agree with you. And it's a it, you it, know what measuring contest. Yeah. yeah where it's yeah. just 
And it's so embarrassing. And listen, I'm guilty of sometimes just doing like a retweet would suffice. You're doing a quote tweet here. I'm guilty of it from time to time too. Yeah, but also but, like it's like you know who. It, my my bigger thing is completely ripping the video and like having <laughs> making it look like it's a com- brand new thing, like and your I, video, or yeah, a, but or it, confusing it, people. And then you into see not it in a fine print, mm-hmm. uh, Kentucky football tweeted it. You know, like yeah. <laughs> um, but it is it is a very funny June thing, and the thing is too is like I know some people would get very upset about it, dude. It's hard to stand out here. He's done a good job of being proactive on Twitter. And you know what? Some of his stuff makes life easier because he's getting on Instagram stories and sharing videos that Aaron Bradshaw is wearing number two and Jordan Burks is wearing 23. Like, you know, you found Harmless for the most. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's mostly harmless. Uh, Like, you do you, man. You got to try to stand out. But there were some uh, instances of just straight, like, message board insider phrasing in his own words. And that's wrong. It's wrong to do. Yeah. And um, the other thing, too... uh, my my second piece of advice for anybody that's trying to stand out on Twitter, just no novels. Anytime you've got stuff that I have to like click to read the whole thing, I'm not reading it. It's too much. Well, don't you know that like with the algorithm though, that's the that's the way to do it. They want it to be more. It's- so this is actually something that like supposedly Elon Musk is working on. Do you do you get on your for you page? Uh, very rarely. Maybe like. So like during the I'm day, on Twitter, I, uh, you know, if I'm on Twitter 80 hours a week, maybe twice a week I click on for you. So it's very yeah. If you're a, on Twitter 80 hours a week, you've got a problem. First of all, I mean it's my job, and I'm I exaggerated there. I don't uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I hope it's not 80 hours. I mean, that's, it's I mean, six I, hours. That'd be incredible. It's probably <laughs> it's it's actually more like 30 give or take. That's more. That sounds who's better. On Twitter yeah. 80 hours a week. Um, I, so uh, during the day I'll be on following and then I'll switch over at night or morning. That sounds like a more you. entertaining scroll for you at night and morning. It's like, what did I miss in the day today? Mm-hmm. And then in the morning, it's like, did anything happen overnight that I may have missed? And usually the for you will at least have the bulk of it. Although now Twitter knows that I'm into like alien tweets and my for you page is just like oh, alien right. this alien yeah, that. Yeah. But Elon Musk is having an issue a little bit with the algorithm because it tracks how long you're on a tweet. Like when you're scrolling, it tracks how long, oh, you're looking, uh, Corey Price. I'm, I'm looking at Corey Price's tweet right now. Mm-hmm. And it'll be like, you're on Corey Price's tweet, like literally a clock. It'll be like one second, two second, three second, four second. And then it'll take how long you're on tweets and it'll customize your for you page to have more content similar to that. Or, like, I'll, I'll have more Corey Price tweets on. And that's great, because I love Corey Price's Twitter. Nothing wrong with that. But what they're, what the issue is, is those long-form tweets, Roush, people take longer to read them. Because it's just that's So how you're, it like, goes. starting to see longer tweets on For You pages, and they're having an issue of, like, all right, wait, how much of this is read time versus people are just, like, really checking out the tweet? Or they, they're really, like looking at the picture or they're watching the video with it. So that's something they haven't figured out. But the long tweets, there's like something to that because they're showing up on everybody's For You pages. Mm, don't like them. All right, we need to end the hour here. We're going to get to the Thornton's text line when we return. Everybody's already talking about it. I, I think we'll probably bring it up. But the 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 baby Gronk thing is officially that's, – that's done after the videos that surfaced yesterday. Oh, I don't. You didn't see it. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, man, it's horrible. Uh, really, really bad stuff. We'll talk about that just briefly, but I'm we're sure we're the, done with it. Let me guess. The dad's the bad guy. Uh, correct. Yeah. 
Um, but I don't even want to give it the attention because then we're just kind of feeding into what they're doing. But we'll at least bring it up and move quickly past it. But it's going to be mostly text on the Thornton Sex line in hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be back after the break. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. If you don't have lunch plans today, consider Salsaritas if you're in Louisville. They got a location in Middletown. It has a drive-thru right there on Shelbyville Road and in St. Matthew's off Hubbard's. Download the app. You'll save time. You'll save money. It's delicious. You'll love it. That's Salsaritas. Deliciously different. Text on into the Thornton Stex line, 502-414-1450. We are going to spend plenty of time on the Thornton text line today, and we'll get into that right about uh, no, here soon. Oh, soon. Oh, what a tease, man! You really got me there. Yeah, so I, I we're not going to play the baby Gronk video because it's just too, as the kids would say, cringy. What? It, can you all fill me in, please? The wife asked the other day. She was like, "Explain baby Gronk to me." Um, it's just basically this dad is has a kid that's a 10-year-old and is hyping him up to be, like, the next big thing in football. Um, You've seen parents do this before. It, unfortunately, very rarely ever works out for the kid. But just as I've got this kid that's going to be the next big thing, he's taking him to college campuses, and for some reason, including Kentucky, colleges are, like, welcoming them and, like, oh, yeah, we'll take pictures with baby Gronk. How cool. And he's 10? Yes. Yeah, and, and colleges are kind of put in a bad spot because you don't want to be the one. You can, you can never be. You can be. Tur- and now that we've seen more on this, you can be the one to be like, no. Okay, well, maybe that one specific kid, but I think a general rule of thumb, they gotta be, they're got to be. they probably nice to everybody because here's the thing. Piss off one kid, he goes and tells his high school coach, or if you piss off one coach, like down the line there might be a player you really want and you don't want to have burnt a bridge. So that's why I think that initially – that kid was able to go do photo shoots at wherever he went. I think it'll slow down for him, and hopefully so. But he did – I guess he was doing a podcast. I don't know the whole story here. Whoever the podcast people are should be a little embarrassed of themselves as well. Um, you're also having a bunch of media members come out and, like, show all the direct messages that the dad has sent them, just being like, you need to get in on this. Have us on the podcast. He's the next. And, like, now people are just starting to share. And once some people started to share, they're like, that dude reached out to me too. So you're getting, like, all these – Screenshot of DMs from this guy's dad just like forcing this kid onto the under their shows and onto their podcast. This podcast had said yes, don't know what the podcast is, don't know who the people are that are doing the podcast. But the dad just basically said after each question, the kid answers, and then the dad says, No, 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 answer like this. This is how you need to answer. Oh. So then the kid answers, and it's just like it's awkward stuff. One of the one of the questions is like, What are you gonna 
did you ask Liddy Dunn to prom and the kid just like is kind of like awkward or like embarrassed and the dad's like say that you already DM'd her and she said yes and he's like I already DM'd her and she said yes and they're like what kind of suit are you going to wear when you go to prom and like is it going to be something like James Bond and the kid just like doesn't know obviously who James Bond is mm-hmm. but he just shakes his head yes and the dad's like no 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 and he whispers in the kid's ear and the kid says I'm going to wear a Gucci suit and this is the weirdest answer of all. They say, so you're going to forego middle school and high school football. How are you going to stay sharp? Which I didn't know. Like, I don't care if he foregoes those things. Um, that's wild, though, if you want to be a good football player to forego that stuff. And he says, work out. The kid answers, work out. And the dad stops him and he says, no, say that I'm going to spend my time getting massa- massages from baddies. And the kid, like, doesn't know what that means, so he just kind of, like, butchers that. He's like, I'm baddies getting massages by the baddies. And it's just like, what are you doing? This poor kid. Yeah. Like, this poor kid. I feel horrible for him. The dad should be absolutely ashamed. Uh, I sadly think we all know how this story's going to end up. This kid's not going to be the um, a mega football star, no most likely. I mean, no very shot. small percentage well, chance that that happens. How does the dad treat him after that? After the fact that he doesn't make it as the next big football player, you know, that's what I worry about. Because if he's treating him like this now, if he doesn't make it and get him millions like the dad's supposedly wanting, then well, how does he how does he turn his attention towards how he treats him at that point? That's an interesting perspective. Not the route I was going to go down, but that, that's true. I I think what's going to end up happening though is the kid is going to resent his dad and be like you wasted my entire childhood you let you like let me believe that i was a big deal when in reality i'm just a normal kid and you took away a childhood that i don't get back all for what all for like you to be able to be on some podcasts and Mm -hmm. do this and um i think the kid's going to resent his dad more than the dad's not going to have a great relationship once the kid isn't going to be a pro he'll grow up and be like the guy off big daddy I hate my dad. No, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him. It's kind of sad the more you yeah. like dig into it, but that I'm glad that like more is coming out because people are starting to realize like okay maybe we maybe we step in in the sense of not stepping in at all and don't give this dad or this kid a platform and hopefully water finds its level and the dad's like no what am, what are we doing we need to get you back in school I mean, I mean like, if you like football keep playing football and we'll make sure that you're gonna be really good at it and we'll get you all the camps but like let's let you have a childhood here buddy. I'm even turned off by parents of kids who are legitimate recruits. Like <laughs> Big Baller Brand. I mean. Big Baller Brand? I mean, it kind of ruined, that, like, the other, the youngest one was ruined by that whole thing. Not really. He's the best. He is the best. Yeah, yeah the middle one. Middle yeah, one. the middle one. It messed, the middle one. Mid, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Took him out of college. Like, let him be yeah. a college player. See if he can develop into something. But, nope. Started robbing stores in China. The, um. The kid, I mean, th- there's, there's one dad right now who's notorious for DMing highlights to recruiting reporters. And he's like, he, he could be a decent player, but I mean, people aren't, people aren't idiots, right? Like they aren't just, Oh, he, he must be good if his dad sending me a video. No, they get turned off by it. And you get kind of, you get knocked down a few pecs because you're something to deal with, right? Like that you're, you're doing more harm than good for the most part. Mm-hmm. Now, um, some of these kids are exceptions because they're so talented. And then, I mean, that's why what made LeVar Ball actually work was that his kids were good enough. And then 
he became kind of their he he he's you, you didn't really hear from them it just let them mind their own business and he kept them in the news um by just with all of his theatrics and everything it very rarely works though that's true the people that go back to uh the, the first helicopter parent uh todd marinovich um I, I, todd marinovich was the player quarterback for usc and he ended up being uh, it's great 30 for 30 um but like he turned to drugs to like numb all of his problems um you know and he had a terrible relationship with his dad and all this sort of stuff um there's there's certainly some success stories i mean didn't that's what will smith won an oscar was portraying a helicopter parent with the williams sisters but those are often the exceptions um to the norm whereas you know, there's obviously a fine line. We haven't gotten to that point yet, TJ, where we're coaching our kids uh, in their, you know, youth sports or whatever it might be. But that'll that'll be fun. There's just a line you, you don't you don't want to cross. At no. the at the end of the day, it's got to be the kid making the choice, you know. Whereas in this story and a lot of the other stories we've touched on, it feels like the dad's making the choice. Oh. Like let the kid live his life, you know. The kid's ten. It doesn't even need to be like a conversation he's of 10. what's done or not done. He's young. He's young in little kid. league standards. Like he's not even in the big yeah. little league. Yet. What is that? Fourth grade? Fifth yeah. grade? That's fourth grade. Going into fifth. Yeah, I mean, this sad. I sad. hope like a close friend to this dad or a close family member is like, hey, this is fun. It's kind of blown up a little bit. Um, you let's all take a step back. Does that does that dad seem like the kind that would be receptive to that sort of constructive Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Let's get to the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We love Thornton's. You do as well. I think we finished this up yesterday. We did. Uh, I believe Aaron Bradshaw will be the first Kentucky basketball player with a nose ring. Looking for Scoots' thoughts on this. Oh, what kind of nose ring is it? Does it's it matter hook. to you? Yeah. What's your different like preferences and nose rings? So the like little diamond studs like in the side of your nose, I'm fine with that. But when it comes to like the bull, like the bull ring, hate those. If they've got the middle of their nose pierced, hate that. Um, but yeah, so I'm good with the diamond stud on the side. If it's a little just like diamond stud, that's even that's all just good. the diamond stud for um, a man. Yeah, that that's that's fine. Okay. I mean, we're we're living in different times. I mean, guys, I was I went to two different places yesterday after work. Both cashiers, males, had on black um, nail polish. So it's it's just a different world we're living in. So we'll see Bradshaw's nose ring. I'm not sure what kind it is either. Because I thought it's, it was, a, got, it was a, a hoop, it's right? A, it's a hoop, yes. Ooh. It's a hoop. It's a hoop. Yeah. it's a hoop through the side. Yeah, I hate the hoops. <laughs> hate it's the hoops. It's a different time, Scoots. It's a different time. I actually think the hoop through the side is not a bad look. Mm. I don't like the diamond studs through the, the side, though. There was like a meme that went around, and this guy had like a diamond stud. It was really, really small, but he had like a ginormous nose. And the caption, I think somebody like tweeted him, was just like, that that diamond studs living in a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't. I'm, I would never. Have you ever? Have you ever dated uh, somebody with a nose ring? Um, yes, and she had a bull ring, but she didn't wear it as a bull ring, and it was often like turned up. If that makes sense, and mm-hmm. it wasn't like an actual hoop. It was like just little pointy things. Um, we did not date for a while. The little yeah, pointy yeah. things. Yeah, I, I'm very. <laughs> I think it's very unattractive on a woman. 
Wow. I'm I'm just I'm I'm not like even, I even a little like it. diamond? Oh, hate it really? so much. Even after Scoot's times I are different. I loathe it. It's like that is not like a so I feel like it on a scale, like I don't like it, but if when I met my wife, she had one, I would look past it because I'm like, oh, it's just a phase. Um, but it's 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 probably the far like the thing I desire least in a woman that I would put up with. Like she could smoke cigarettes, and I wouldn't mind her less. Wow, I, I can't I can't stand cigarettes. it. That's incredible. But and then lip fillers out all the way. That's that's a that's a complete like what nope. are they? Lip fillers, people the with oh, shots in yeah, their lips yeah. to make all the way out on that. But some, I don't, I don't know what it is about the diamond. I just not, not, not a fan. I like it on women. I, I feel like I also it was a 2009 to 2015 thing. And if you're still doing that, like, come on. The, the you, you wearing your UGG boots? Grow too? up, grow up. With your I yoga think pants. The sexiest thing a woman can have is a nice personality. Wow. I've never dated anybody with a nose ring that I can think of. I remember dating somebody, my first belly button ring. Oh, person. those, that also feels like a, like, I don't think people are doing that anymore. And you got to remember, like, when we were in high school and college, like, a belly button ring was like, whoa. Like, for oh, our yeah. families, especially, not necessarily for, like, you and I. Very like, uh, scandalous. But, but yeah, it really was. Um, not as much as a tongue ring, though. Oh, that was. Uh, oh, yeah. I've never dated anybody with a tongue ring. Oh, man. That was uh, definitely. <laughs> you did? Is this the same person? No, no, no. This was a uh, high school girlfriend went through a phase before we broke up and went to college. <laughs> you know, that, that sort of thing. She was, very, she was a rebellious one. Is, was. It did not last very. She, was the tongue ring, was it weird? Yeah, it was very weird. She was just like you. You just look over and she'd like be like, "Oh, they're hey. always playing with." It. Yeah, always. always. Yeah. But like when you'd give her a nice fringe kiss, was it we- like? Was it weird? I mean, did it hurt? No, no. It was just it was there. Did you ever have braces? Yes. Did you scoot? Oh yeah. Did you all ever kiss somebody with braces? I've, I've, I clash braces. So, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, Gosh, just, that would be horrible. I got braces when I was eight years old, so a little before the kissing stage. Oh, wow. That's very young for braces. I got them off before I was 11. Yeah, it's usually when Crazy. people get them on. Mm-hmm. I got mine on. I lost my retainer in college. Uh, thought, oh, you know, I'm not going to. It was one of those things like, uh, do I, do I pester my parents for a more another expensive thing? Um, mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, my teeth are done moving. No, they were not. Just talking body piercings on Kentucky Roll Call on today's no, show. Normal Wacky Wednesday here on <laughs> KRC. Yeah, I think I think belly button most exotic Ooh, I've ever. The, the one girl that had the nose ring, she also had these like studs on her. I think they were on her neck. The back Ooh. of her neck. They're kind of cool. Gross. No. But yeah, just There's these another... little like metal things like jutting out of her neck. There's another body part. That women sometimes get pierced. Got very popular out of uh, uh, college, like towards the end. And boy, if if they if they had that body part pierced, they they didn't get it, so nobody couldn't see the piercings. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like making a point. <laughs> really, correct. <laughs> this is a good way. Like not so much that like that you could, choice you, you could like right see way. that the piercings existed. They'd want you to see like the details of the piercings. You know what I mean? Interesting times. That's I mean, body we're, still, we're still living in them too. That's, that's times are different. If you, uh, people yeah. wear uh, nail polish, yeah. 
crazy. I'm not so sure Reeves will start. He'll obviously play a ton of minutes, but I don't see Dillingham coming off the bench. I could. Everybody, everybody is has could have also, their own opinion on that. And Cal's kind of done it different ways where he he's had sometimes the the veteran it seems like more lately now he is the veteran starting, but early in the Cal era he had Darius Miller coming off the bench. So I, I could see it either way. I just think he would default to like the burst of energy from Dillingham could be more beneficial. But it also may be sometimes people are kind of weird about that stuff. And although it should never really impact any any basketball player, whether you start or come off the bench, you should be able to turn it on when you need to turn it on, whether that's at tip or at the under-16 timeout. He may also just see who who's better at adjusting to that, who needs to start and who's better coming off the bench. And that may be something we don't know the answer to just yet. But I, I would put it at like 80%, 90% confidence that Reeves would be the starter in that scenario. Is there any scenario that like Dillingham's much better than DJ Wagner and it's Wagner coming off the bench? No. You don't envision that happening. You're big on Wagner. Yeah. You're high yeah. on him. Got that dog in. Is that inside info or just what you've seen and you like? Um, You're very. Have you heard good things behind the scenes? No, no, I, it's not like a summer. Um, Matt Pilgrim, he's right, a beast. Right, yeah. right, yeah. It's it's not so much as that. It's more of the. Um, it, it it's 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 more of the OTE skepticism in me than anything, and knowing that Wagner has played high level basketball, he's got he comes from a family that knows it. Like he he's been around that environment. He's been close to it. I just trust New Jersey high school basketball more than OTE. the OTE. Yeah, I think a lot of people would would agree with you there. But it is, you know, you can't start six people. So if Reeves does come back between Wagner, Reeves, Dillingham, and Edwards, those are four people for three spots. Could you do Dillingham, Wagner, Reeves, Edwards, and then a big? Can Edwards play some four? That's going to be something that I think people are probably going to bring up and just like don't don't bet on it, folks. Don't plan on it. Seems very unlikely. Oh, we got a Calipari tweet. Oh. Uh, just about Alex Poitras winning the Israeli Basketball Premier League. Hmm. Congrats, to Alex Poitras. Congrats. All right, let's take our last break. Man, come back and just do text from here on out. Hey, U.S. Open preview. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. We got to get Scoots U.S. Open picks. Yeah. Have to get those picks. If you like making money, Scoots is going to do it for you. You're going to be turn. surprised. <laughs> That's a radio tease, everybody. You don't want to miss it here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. With Walker and Roush. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on oh, Big X Sports no. Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Oops. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great start to your morning. Going to be another beautiful day, and no reason not to 
take one of these last big exports radio golf cards that remain. You've been thinking about it. You've been waiting for the push. And now is the time to do it, Scoots, because they're running low if you want to play some of the nicest courses in the area. They are, yeah. You get all kinds of deals. What was it? Christmas Lake, Valley View, Wooded View, Old Capitol, Elk Run, and then, of course, Park Mammoth, which, as you all know, we'll be down there in a week. Pretty excited about that. Uh, Week 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 from today, today, we'll be doing the show at Park Mammoth. Week from today, show at Park Mammoth. Right after we get off the air, we're going to be hitting the links, and we hope to see some KRC listeners out there playing along with us. I know um, there's going to be a few people down there. So that'll be nice, and you can get your tee time today by contacting Park Mammoth, and they'll get you all set up. We're teeing off, I think, around 8.15-ish, so you know if you want to be ahead of us, behind us, wherever, let us know, and we hope to see folks down there. It's one of the nicest courses in Kentucky. Can't wait to get my hands on it. May shoot the course record. By the way, a lot of rain in the forecast for next week, but Wednesday looks great. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Knock on wood. Uh, Scoots, who's going to win the U.S. Open? Yeah, Scoots. Uh, it's going to be Scotty Scheffler. Sorry, oh. boys. Really? Or, jo- or John Rahm or, or Rory McIlroy. Um, <laughs> I think I've got one that might have a little bit better odds. Hit me. Victor Hovland? Yeah, he's down there. He's in the 22-1 to 1 range. He's uh, top 10 in strokes gained off the tee. I don't know where they're playing the U.S. Open, but I know it's always long. Uh, Los Angeles Ca- Country Club. And if you all have not seen the distances on these holes, there is a 284-yard par 3, a 290-yard <laughs> par 3, a 623-yard par 5, and then like two 500-yard par 4s. It's incredible. Mm, that is great. be so hard. That is great. So, yeah, you got to pick golfers that are good off the tee. You do. You do. Um, I weirdly like some of the live guys, weirdly enough. I like Cameron Smith. I like Bryson DeChambeau. He's good off the team. I like Brooks in this tournament, realistically. I don't don't know if we're – I mean, Brooks playing so well, it's hard not to like him. Mm -hmm. But I just – I wonder where motivation he's going to be at. Oh, Yeah. I mean, especially after his team got shellacked in the Stanley Cup final. Him and uh, apparently, according to John Spears, him and Rory are playing together in the first two rounds. Ooh. So that'll be juicy. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, to briefly step aside, it's like, oh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. I haven't watched much of this. Let me turn it on. Uh, eight to three, Vegas Knights. Easiest Boy. over in, in the NHL this season. It was awesome. Uh, I, I remember a texter on the Thornton's text line talk smack to me because I said the PGA championship was my favorite major. It not, it's not, it's not this, like this is not real golf. Like the roughs, the way they have the roughs where you can't even see the ball once it falls into it. Um, having just absolutely outlandish distances. This is gimmicky golf. Yeah. And I kind of like it. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. Like, I'll, I'll be excited about it, but I think it's totally realistic to have the PGA Championship a more preferable major than this one. Um, it, it's like sometimes in professional bowling, they bowlers are so good and it's bowling. They've been doing it their entire lives. It's like, how can we make it tougher on them? So the way they put the wax on the lanes will just be to- like if, if any of us three just like threw a ball sometimes on these professional bowling lanes, it would be 
be like a knuckleball in baseball. Like we'd have no idea what to predict or where exactly it was going to go. And these professionals have to find a way to do it. Sometimes I feel like the U.S. Open is just the most goofy, wax bowling lane of all time. It's it's gimmicky for sure. But that being said, everybody's going to be playing the same course. Uh, I think Justin Rose for like a top five, top ten finish is a solid bet. Wouldn't be shocked if uh, if he had a good tournament as well. But I'm excited to see it going, and then also with it being West Coast, probably uh, we'll be able to like have dinner to the golf, which mm-hmm. I think, oh, which is always, always nice. nice. Yeah, winding down on Father's Day mm-hmm. with hopefully uh, an exciting finish coming down the pipe. Don't think it can be as good as the Canada Open last week, but fingers crossed. Rosh, what do you have planned for Father's Day? We are leaving for Ohio tomorrow, doing a long weekend up there. Got a couple things planned. And um, while driving my car on the way over here this morning, I was like, you know what? I kind of just want to have, kind of want to go somewhere and eat some wings and drink some cold beer and watch some golf on Sunday. Up in in Ohio. So, yeah. I'm sure we'll have some other things going on, too. But, like, you know what? If I can get... A little window to do that. I'll be. Uh, I'll be very happy. What do you mean? If you get a little window, it's your day. You can it make the window. I know, but I don't make the plans. No, so you probably... on that day you can make the plans. Well, but we're we're with her family. I don't know what they've got. But they understand it's Father's Day. Over. I'm sure they will, but I just haven't haven't cross referenced plans. <laughs> you need a. Uh, you gotta get going on that. Yeah, well, we will. We'll get there. Just like if you want the big exports radio golf cart, you need to you need to get going on that. Get ready to get lost. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, all right. What do we got left on the Thornton's text line? Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number. You text in. We read it. Uh, there's no backcourt in the country better than DJ Rob Reeves and Edwards. Yeah, you'd have to tell me who who would be Duke's backcourt's going to be pretty solid. Um, Alabama should be decent. I, I'm sure I'm forgetting maybe one or two really good ones, but no backcourt's going to have more talent. Now, where that, when and if that talent clicks in a five month season, uh, your guess is as good as mine. But I, no backcourt in the country is going to be more talented than Kentucky's, assuming Reeves comes back. You can make a case if Reeves doesn't come back, it still will definitely be in the conversation for most talented. But with Reeves, that's a ton of talent. Does that mean, does that guarantee wins? No, because DJ, Rob, and Edwards have never played a college basketball game before. It doesn't guarantee a ton of wins. But it also doesn't guarantee a ton of losses. And it needs to be stated. And Rash, I think more and more UK fans are, you get Reeves back, I think they're coming to peace with like, all right, that's going to be your group. Let's just hope that the freshmen are the real deal. And as we've said a million times on KRC, if they are, it's going to be a fun season. If they're not, it's going to be a miserable season. I don't, I'm don't. not so sure there's going to be an in-between. I guess the in-between would be like, it's an okay regular season. UK, similar to last season, UK's kind of a sixth seed, and they make like the Sweet 16 and lose on a last-second shot. Then that's going to be like the old, the purgatory of answers on where John Calipari's at, where the state of UK basketball's at. Oh, so where we've been? Kind of where UK's been. 
<laughs> kind of where you guys been. But I think a lot of people are just wanting an answer. Like, if this year isn't good, boom, there. We know, like, you can't, you're not doing it with the freshmen. It may just be time to do something for us. If it's really good, then okay, hey, he just needed to get back to getting like freakish talent. Let's keep doing that. Keep getting the freakish talent, and we that we know for sure what well, the recipe to success and then, is. And then you run into the problem of where's the freakish talent for next year? There's a it's a good class. I, I mean, I think UK is in a decent spot with a lot of those guys. It's gotten a little quieter lately, but yeah, right, right. I mean, you would expect more to pick up in July when EYBL resumes and all that as well. Have we? Do we ever talk about the UK collective La Familia? I don't uh, think we did, we but did by not. the time we get on the air, it was like it, I think Jack posted it like nine fifteen. Yeah, the the collective non collective. curse. Thanks a lot, Jack. <laughs> I just love that it's it's not a collective because I know the people who are contributing to it. No, it's collective. I don't, I don't care what you call it. I think it's a genius idea. I think it's something. Jack said that it was started in January. I, I think it's something that. If done correctly, could separate UK in a major way. I mean, think about like if Cal can get kind of his claws and his guys and be like, how much we've done for you, just give back a little bit of what you can. And if you get a bunch of former players that give back what would be pennies to them, uh-huh. it would add up to like what other school is going to be able to do that. You've got some big businesses that can pump into Arkansas and Alabama and Walmart just, money, right? of course. But if you had, I mean, collectively 20 to 30 players all chipping in money annually, and then you get more pros going in the league, more people signing contracts, they keep kicking in money. It's a genius idea. It's something that you wish that maybe Cal would have thought of and maybe he did. And there's some whispers that UK like was not letting Cal do this until all the I's were dotted and the T's were crossed, if that's to be believed or not. But it could work. It could work. And again, I said it on Twitter. I'll push back on it again on the radio show. You, you have to understand, this This is not like finally Kentucky's going to get something going. UK has something going. You don't get the freshman class you have without something going. Had somebody on Twitter say, the freshmen, they just know that the NBA's waiting in the wings. That's why they could, you're full of it. The NBA, they think the NBA's waiting in the wings if they went to Bellarmine. And I know that they think that UK's got a track record and they've got a plan for these kids. And I'm sure that's appealing. I'm sure that's nice. But as some of these transfers have shown us, money matters, and it matters to these freshmen. And when you have Duke, and you have UNC, and you have Kansas, and then the Walmart money at Arkansas, all that money is still being thrown at these freshmen, and they're being promised to these freshmen. Why do you think they're, they're not picking Kentucky for free, you goobers? Like, they're picking Kentucky because they've got a nice financial situation going. Now, it's fair to ask, did... Is there enough money in the banana stand for these transfers? What happened with the transfers these this year? And I think, as our texters have said over the course of a few months, it could just simply come down to these players with one year of college eligibility don't want to sit behind freshmen. Now, as I mentioned either on Monday or last week or whatever day it was, I did think that UK could flex enough money to say, well, yeah, you're going to be sitting behind a freshman, but look, look at what you're making here. Like, you got to take us up on this. And I thought players would, that would be appealing to some players. 
this is where I think that helps. This is where this La Familia collective, don't call it a collective, can say we've got money to not only go bring in the best freshman class maybe in the history of Kentucky basketball, but we're also going to go outbid you for whatever transfers you have. This will take UK basketball to the level, I think, that if done correctly, that I think we all thought they should have been at once the nil department was announced. Right, yeah, right, right. I think what we maybe took for granted is that like every college is going to have some big donors. Every single one of them. And every so often, even at a place like Kansas State, they may be able to pool enough of money for their number one or number two option where Kentucky would be number eight or number nine. I want this collective to be UK can go one through ten outpaying about 98% of other schools for their top one or three. It's UK basketball. That should be a reality. I think this La Familia collective is going to help in a big way. There's my thoughts on it. Everybody's already heard other thoughts on it. Everybody's formulated their own opinions on the La Familia collective. But if done correctly, I think it could be a genius a genius move, and I think it can really help UK basketball. I also feel like it's just an obvious move. I mean, and I It's know- kind of hard to like hit up your old players, though. Is it? I mean, when they're all that. I mean, like, because look. People don't like to beg. People don't like to ask. Yeah, but. Are we going to. How often do we get hit up by DeSales or St. X or especially UK? Holy smokes, UK. Actually, less UK than uh, DeSales at this point. UK for me. They won't recognize you, but they'll ask you for money. Oh my gosh! It is like not, how many how many day of giving days do, do they have in a calendar year? Oh, it's crazy. It's turning into a day of giving month. It seems like from UK. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just they got lots of money. Let's let's share it around. But just in general, even if it didn't come from them, having a collective, good idea. Yeah, and I get Cal's idea, or like you know, he doesn't want to collect. He doesn't want too many. Cooks in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and with a collective, and this exact thing happened with the crafts. Like, hey, I'm giving you all this money. I expect this, that, and that. And I think to some degree, UK was willing to play ball. To another degree, they were like, hey, we've got to run our own team. we got to do our own program. We can't be meeting every single one of your demands here. With the La Familia, I think Cal knows this is going to be money that people aren't they're, – they're not – like, is Shea Gilgis-Alexander going to give $250,000 to UK and be like, but you got to recruit this guy for me, and I am demanding that you let me talk to him on the phone for 20 minutes for my product. Like, no, Shea's not going to care. Why do you that way? Yeah. He's going to give the money and just be like, go, go win, go dominate. So it's kind of almost like risk-free, investment-free money. To some degree. And it's not only going to be former players. There are going to be some like donors. And maybe those donors will ask for a favor here or there. We shall see. We shall see. Baylor went 1-4 and four last year at the Global Jam, but it was very clear Keontae George was an NBA talent. They ended up as a three seed. Should also note that LJ Cryer and Adam Flagler did not play. One Man, I really wish UK would have gotten LJ Cryer. But if you got Antonio Reeves, then whatever. One of four got them the silver medal, by the way. How did they get the silver medal going one and four? Round robin? You'll have to explain right that team? to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, again, I, I feel like our takes on what you, and gosh, we're less than a month away now. I think some of our takes on this Canada stuff have been a little confusing. 
I just want to see flashes. I don't really care about the win-loss record. I think if they get like totally blown out and they look like they're kind of quitting or not overly competitive, like they just don't have that competitive edge, that may worry me a little bit. But I just want to see... If these are future NBA players, I want to see flashes of future NBA players. That's all. I won't care so much about the win-loss record. Some will, and some will panic and freak out, but that's no that's nothing new in the UK fan base. But I just want to see flashes, and I think this texture brings it up, that like a win-loss record in this really doesn't matter. Baylor got their shorthanded to them, ended up having a good season. Another texture on the Thornton's text line says, Oscar Combs, welcome to the resistance. Those Weird were, string of tweets from Oscar Combs. Not, not really left things open for interpretation. He did. I mean, it, you you can see it one way, but then you also be like, well, it could mean the other way. But it was directed hey. towards Cal, probably Matt, and I don't I don't know. It was very very bizarre. Yeah, and he started it all by being like, I've got stuff to say, but I'm not sure if I want to say it. If I'm or brave not. enough to say it. I'm yeah. Like, what? It was weird. It was a little weird. It was, uh, as the kids would say, a little out of pocket for Oscar Combs. Like, <laughs> says, I'm thinking out loud now, just for a moment, when the curtain falls on the Final Four next April, I can think of a scenario where either one highly acclaimed coach or one highly recognized media personality may have to hide or leave town. I'm hedging my bets on who that'll be. That's what I mean, but who who's he betting on it to be? Because if we're if we're being honest here, it's more if, if you're a Vegas odds maker, it's more likely that than not that UK does not make the final four. Right, it's I hard mean, to win four games in the tournament. Yeah, and it, it, they haven't done it in eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. So th- that would mean that it would be Cal who would need to take a hike. And also, just from a practical standpoint, like, is the radio host going to quit because his team won? No, like, that's when he's going to be making his most money, and he's just going to say, I was wrong. It's like the Mac meme. It's like, I'm playing both sides, so I'm always right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Interesting stuff from Oscar. Uh, I don't think any – him and Rich Brooks, like, the best over 70 Twitter accounts. One of the polls. Great polls by Oscar Combs. Like, you don't you know, if you ever think that you're maybe too old to do something, Oscar Combs is a surprisingly pretty good Twitter follow. Yeah, some people wouldn't pick it up something like that at their age. Oh, no. Oscar, he's all about More it. Or like be active it. on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the Oscar like, Combs I, podcast was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was. Um, my favorite old man Twitter account, though, is Hoops Wise. Because it's always just a day late to whatever happened. See, but that's the you know. He, I, I met him five years ago. I was in Canada covering USA basketball for KSR, uh, and Hoops Weiss was there, and he was like, "I follow you." I was like, "How do you know who I am?" I was like, "You're a legend in this industry." Uh, Yeah, he he was very very friendly, nice guy. Oh, you know what we've got coming up tonight? I think we're done with sports. Nope. Even better, That's the it. best non-sporting sporting event of the year. Oh boy, the SEC schedule release. What's well, tonight? But not it, well. Well, TJ, <laughs> it's not a schedule because there's no dates. But we know what teams Kentucky's going to be playing in a quote-unquote primetime special. I'm assuming it's going to come on after Fine Bomb at 7 p.m. on the SEC Network. Wait for what year? 
Next year, 2024. Okay, so with Texas and Oklahoma in the, in the, the fall. The, the first so news. So the idea of like the Cats are going to Austin or the Sooners are coming to Lex for the Stoops Bowl. Uh, one 24-7 reporter says that Georgia will play at Texas during the 2024 season. So we might get some leaks throughout the day, but yes, we'll find out those. I doubt we're going to get any of the fun Texas or Oklahoma trips in year one or two. If A and M doesn't come to Lexington at some point, I think we're. I'm just going to lose it. I'm just going to lose it. Get those Goobers to Lexington. I want to see the cold up close and personal. I did enjoy uh, the guy who inside Texas. I think is our one three site, and he was. He had an article. Places Texas can go places they've never been, and it was very. I mean, a robot could have written this article. But the part that I appreciated AI. was that he said that uh could be the first time that uh, Texas has traveled to the capital of Kentucky. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah no, the capital of the Bluegrass State. There there we go. I was like, ah, tough. Could have, could have Googled that. Scooch, what do you think about uh, Paul McCartney releasing another song? The last Beatles song. Yeah, have you heard with, about this? With no. help from AI. Yeah. No, I Did you see? Yep. With AI's uh, help, they are, they're releasing another song. Uh, I didn't know Alan Iverson was in the music game. <laughs> did you see that tweet? I did not see that actual tweet, really though. Good. But um, the thing is, too, it's very misleading. The, oh. The, I, I mean, basically, they're, it makes it sound like AI is just going to sing for John Lennon. And really, they're taking a John Lennon demo and ripping the audio from the piano in the background, and then he's mixing it with the music that he's making for the song. Mm. So, like, uh, I guess they use a similar technology with AI to isolate voice, but basically they're just fun. It's a new way to isolate vocal recordings. Rutherford and Trevor were talking about a few weeks ago. Did you know they were in their 20s when they broke up? No. I mean, imagine the hits they could have made had they stayed together. That makes sense, Incredible. though. Like, they were, got popular when they were teenagers. They lasted for like eight, nine years. Yeah, I think they were like 26. Nuts. Yep. It's all coming full circle, says one texter on the Thornton's text line. If Cal gets the money from his NBA players, maybe the NBA draft and the billions they have made has more beneficial to the program than we wanted to realize. It would be funny if, like, one of Cal's last years, whether it's next year or the year after, maybe it's this year, but like let's assume he's got a few more. This collective gets rolling, and UK's got like a $50 million collective La Familia bankroll. So they just put together like the bet, like a college all stars team. Like they just go get the best people, and they're like, We're paying you $6 million, and you can't say no to it. And then Cal's like, When I said the draft day was the. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it would come full circle there, Texas. Spot on. I love that you think. Imagine him at the podium after cutting down another national championship (laughs) banner and then going back to that. (laughs) Just like rubbing people's faces. Oh, Uh, it would be funny. It would be hilarious. Uh, And we'd all be like, we don't, you know. Have at it, Cal. We just won the national championship. This is great. I get there are a lot of people that agree with Matt, and that's perfectly fine, but it's a little jarring how many folks will jump to defend him on Twitter. The guy is not your daddy, says one texter. Yeah, there there, there are a lot of people that just he, he can do no wrong for them, uh, but they're fans of him, so that's the way that it goes, I suppose. Carter Elliott, or go ahead. I would just like to say that I think just the um... – Matt is a person, and I just feel like a lot of times this whole it becomes more than 
Matt Jones is is my boss, and he's a guy. And for some reason, I feel like a lot of the online, it's almost like he's just the separate entity. That's more like it's just it's very the the whole like fighting over what his opinions are. Um, it's very it can be very bizarre for me. Yeah, and I think it's because there's this idea that he's he's the voice of the fan base, but he's only that if you if if he is that to you. Like if that's what if that's how you feel. Then, then let it be. But like he's wrong all the time. His opinions are his opinions. Opinions are wrong from time to time. And I don't view him as the voice of UK's fan base. I, I think the voice is something collective. Uh, and I don't think he. I think he goes against the grain of the collective of the fan base somewhat frequently. I think everybody should. You're going to have different opinions that are going to differ from different things. But he's in the money making business. People need to remember that. Uh, and two, he's wrong. He's wrong from time to time. Um, those are things that I think some people just don't realize with him. Carter Elliott, what a dork. Listen here, buddy. Only we can go after Cal, okay? <laughs> Airbud talk is big in the month of July. Another texter sent in a text they sent almost a year to the date, which is a little... That's a little weird. I'm not sure if you all are giving Scooch free reign or what, but whoever has been picking the music lately has really stepped up their game. From Skinner to Biggie, almost rather listen to the music than you all talk about Airbud. So clearly, a year ago, we were also talking about Airbud. And you can bet your sweet butt next June, Airbud. We we got people talking yesterday, too. One of my friends said that was the talk of the office. They were debating on which sport we'd be best at, and he said he'd put him in as a pinch runner in baseball. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And that's something a dog could probably, like, actually do. Figure out. Aim, like, the way that they get down. The leadoff would be interesting. Oh, yeah, good point. They could slide past any tag. (laughs) I would, if I were, like, a second baseman, I'd just leave, like, a couple treats short of the base, though. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, have we ever heard Nick talk bad about a football recruit on air like he did with Burks in the center, some to Cyrell we might be bringing in? No, because I just don't talk about him if I don't think they're good. Or, you know, I just say less. So yeah, I mean, there, there's been times that you've been like, eh, I don't think this is going to be somebody that's going to be huge, yeah. but you hope to be wrong. But yeah. never with as much animosity as you have the OTE guys. That's for sure. I'll yeah, yeah. That. And some of it's just me being like, it's, I mean, we've been doing this damn radio. I feel like this is COVID radio again, where it's just the same damn show for months it's on end. Gra- Groundhog Day. Yeah. Like, so I'm so I apologize for not getting more hyped for this uh, and you know what once they start playing i'll talk myself into it it's a lot of what this is too talking yourself into it convincing them that they can hit their upside and not um hit, hit their ceiling and not their floor but like with football guys all the time like there's there's reasons to be skeptical of a lot of them and in basketball it's like hey these guys are coming in they may or may not be a factor year one and you may or may not see them after that where football you can come in and be like yeah you know not the best offer sheet uh, you got to trust UK's judgment in this one, but we'll check back in in three years. You know, you don't, it, it's different. It's apples and oranges with basketball. But yeah, you were heated up about the OTE guys. This, or go ahead if you got anything to add to it. No. The stories behind the Reef situation get worse by the day. The report of Cal holding him hostage is probably BS, but 
If it is true, then why is that a problem? Reeves has been clearly reaching out to other programs. Cal shouldn't do Reeves any favors, especially when he's doing backdoor dealings with other Power 5 schools. Because you can't do that, because if that leaks out that you're actually doing that, other players may not want to come play for you because of that. So even if you are secretly doing that, you can't get it out there that you are doing that. Very confusing stuff. you got to play the game a little bit. But Cal just has no history or track record of trying to stop his guys from doing things or going places. He's had Nobody's had more head-scratching guys leave for the NBA than UK. And I think if Cal sometimes should put his foot down and be like, you're making a huge mistake by doing this. But he's never going to do that. He's going to let people do what they want and do what they think is best for them because that's what a person should do. People should do what... People should allow other people to do what they think are best for them. It's not a it's not a hard concept to grasp. Cal's not holding Antonio Reeves hostage. Worry this John Tex and get out of here. John here, good morning, everyone. Yes, you gonna is the real deal. I know we have not seen it just yet, but how do we know? I can just tell by the confidence Cal has in him that he's gonna be a fantastic player. Remember, seven feet tall, you can't teach that. Man, this team's special. Let's go, BBN. I believe the roster will have more blocks this season than last year's roster. Do you guys agree? We'll got to go talk to you later. It better. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine a scenario that it doesn't. And if it doesn't, John, it probably means this season was not good because this team should be a good shot-blocking team. Oh, Scoots knows what she wants. How many times have we heard that phrase? Get her done. That's from Keith. Come on. And Keith wants to know what's wrong wrong living in Corden, Scoots. It's a great place to live. Uh, Yeah, it is a great place to live. I'd be closer to my family if I lived in Corden, and my favorite golf course in the area is in Corden. Turns out Scoots just hates his family. There's some upsides. With the exception of playing Old Capitol, what else is there to do in Corden? Uh, You can go to the bowling alley. They've got a movie theater there, all kinds of restaurants. Corden, Corden really is a great place. You heard it here first. Everybody have a great Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin King.